Hello, everyone. Thank you for uh, turning into the uh, first podcast here. I got Phil Whitmore with me. Um, Phil is somebody that's helped me through my journey and get to where I'm at today. Very thankful to have him in my life. And uh, he's been a trainer to me, a life coach. Uh, Can't say enough good things about him. So I'm going to let Phil introduce himself a little bit here. He can tell you a little more about his background, his story. And we're going to get started uh, with that. Phil, do you want to go ahead? Yeah, sure. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Um, so, you just want like a little intro on? Yeah, how like give me your background, place. kind of uh, how you got into what you do. I know uh, predominantly you're um, a personal trainer. Um, you're looking to get into more of the online space, but talk about your journey, how you got from life coach, nutrition to personal trainer, and kind of how that all is. I think a lot of people have a tough time finding their journey and their path in life, and you know it's kind of unsettling at times you can kind of talk about your path and your sure. journey and what you've done uh, I think that might be helpful to the audience here yeah yeah it definitely wasn't uh, a straightforward one for me as well um, I'll start off talking a little bit about my my childhood and how I was raised because that was really a major influence and uh, something I kind of came back to later on in life uh, both my parents are from Switzerland originally And my mom is a nutritionist, sort of a wellness expert, um, very holistic approach um, to how she deals with clients and how she, uh, you know, the approach she takes in her own life and obviously how she raised uh, her kids, myself and two brothers and a sister. So we grew up sort of back and forth between Switzerland and Canada. And, you know, she always had funny little sayings like, uh, three trains in, three trains out, talking about your digestive system and how many times you should poop in a day, <laughs> things like that. Eat things that were that come from a plant, not made in a plant. This is a simple kind of funny approach, but they were things that stuck with me and that I fell back on later on in life. So, yeah, always had her as, a, as an influence and uh, continued kind of with that influence throughout my life. Later on, when I graduated high school and, you know, worked a crappy job and was struggling, I sort of hit that point. I think everyone does when they leave high school. You think, like, the world is your oyster and you're going to do all these awesome things. And then reality sets in and you're working, you know, a minimum wage job. I was, I don't know, working at Future Shop or something at the time as a customer service rep. And it just kind of hit me. I was like, oh, Jesus, like, I thought I was going to leave high school and, like, and so that was really tough and reality really set in and again my mom was there and uh, you know I never really read books growing up maybe just the stuff I had to in school and she introduced a book uh, it was Wayne Dyer's book actually first before that was Tony Robbins book Awaken the Giant Within and this is the first time I really discovered sort of the self-help uh, genre and, and and that kind of train of thinking and it had a big impact on me because I never actually processed things that way I never looked at my belief systems and what formed those belief systems and you know I never challenged the beliefs that I had and so that was huge for me and really gave me in my first sort of shift in the way I the way I thought yeah that was really big for me too I had um Tony Robbins, the first book I read was Unlimited Power, and that was the first yeah. one that really got me into uh, personal development as well, where you kind of look at the NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Program yeah. that he talks about in the book, 
and the internal conversation that goes on inside our head that I don't think is spoken enough about in our world today. You know, like we have such high levels of anxiety and depression and people don't open up as much as they necessarily need to. And so that book really got me thinking about, you know, what goes on inside your head at all times. And uh, I know you have your NLP and that's kind of what got me started going on that path too towards personal development was um, that Tony Robbins book. And it's been a big rabbit hole since then, but uh, I'm super thankful that I've gone down it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's powerful stuff, and you know we can f- convince ourselves to to not talk about that stuff, but that's just more internal dialogue. So it's sort of a, a vicious cycle. But yeah, once you kind of crack that open and start exploring that and 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 playing with it a little bit, it's it's can be transforming. And it certainly was for me at that time in my life. Um, another book she introduced me to was Wayne Dyer's book, The Power of Intention. And that was the first time I really <clears throat> looked at um, spirituality, I guess you could say, whatever you, that is for, for the people out there. Um, but looking at sort of things happening in your life and in, in sort of a grander scheme and how there's um, things that come into play that you can't really explain, like synchronicities and stuff like that. And so those had a huge influence on my life. Um, and work-wise, I, I went to college for graphic design and web design. Uh, I explored that a little bit. I moved back to Switzerland um, after I graduated that program. Looked for work, didn't find it. I came back, uh, you know, jobs with my brother-in-law, log home company, uh, like peeled logs, and I was the assistant manager for him. I worked for a snowboard company. Cool stuff, but nothing that really... Nothing that really kept me motivated, nothing I could say I was passionate about. Um, And then I fell back into kind of the stuff my mom was always, I mean it was always there, it's not like I fell back into it, Um, it was always in the background. Mm -hmm. I was always working out um, and staying healthy that way, I was always, there was definitely a time there in college where I wasn't eating the healthiest, but I had to do what I had to do with the money that I had, right? Um, but it was still, I'd make those the the right choices when I could. And definitely the reading and the audio books were there. They were, they were huge. Uh, but I hit this point where uh, I went back. This is like the second or third time I went back to work with my brother-in-law. And I was assistant manager for his log home company. I thought it was going to be amazing where I sell these homes and make huge commission and really start rolling. I always had these ideas of like business and that. And... Um, there was a pretty big crash there in 2008 and he decided to shut down his log home business so at that point I wanted to I decided to get into training so as personal training at the same time I actually made the decision to get into life coaching I knew it wasn't just one thing it was like multiple aspects and so I dove into those things and would you say those are things you're passionate about? Is that kind of what cause yeah. you read a little while back? Yeah, absolutely. They were, like I said, they were kind of in the background as part of my life, and they were huge components of my life, but they were more things I did um, on my own. I never really thought of them as a career until that point because I kind of tried all this stuff. Some was fun. Some I thought I'd make really good money at. And then I just hit this point where now I'm out of work and it's like, what do I fall back on? And I was just like, you know what? Like, why don't I go after something that I really enjoy? And so I made that decision. I signed up for a just a personal training certification. I looked at a life coaching course. 
I uh, got into that and the way things kind of um, went from there just yeah you could say some of those synchronicities like things just kind of snowballed and right. brought me to where I am today in the line of work that you do you come across a lot of uh, I'm guessing like successful people you know you train people early in the morning and typically those kind of people tend to be lawyers doctors um, people that society would consider successful would you say in any of the life coaching that you've done would you say passion is an ingredient that you've come across in people? Are they fueled like when you look at the people that have been defined so-called successful? What are some of the elements that drive them? Yeah, that's that's an interesting one because uh, especially in Vancouver, that was the first time I was really exposed to uh, a clientele that were sort of in the you know the millionaire status and you know some professional athletes and stuff that I had an opportunity to work with and it's and it's interesting because yeah, there's definitely not one thing you can pinpoint that drives each individual it's always something different um yeah it's it's a tricky one to say there's sometimes passion there for what they do sometimes there's not sometimes i think they're driven by other things but i find whatever it is it's enough to really motivate them and if you you know tony robbins stuff and and other nlp and you know that kind of kind of thing you look at um, pain and pleasure and I find ultimately everything comes down to that and if that pleasure or the idea of that pleasure is great enough I find that drives people to to do what they need to do and get to where they want to get well Tony Robinson's TED talk uh, on what drives you he talks about what is your drive or your lead mechanism right and that can be money it can be you know helping other people it can be a variety of things right so it makes sense that the people you've come across they're motivated not all by the same things for some people it might be passion for some people it might be giving back for others it might be buying that Ferrari and so we all you know he would say have different things that motivate us and lead us mm -hmm. forward and I think that does change from person to person absolutely going back to your work though um, as a personal trainer is it the passion that got you into like Go into your day-to-day, -day, kind of what you do and kind of what fuels you as a person, kind of gets you through the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was the the deciding factor for me to get in this into this line of work, that there was an underlying passion to help people and just exploring and playing with this stuff in my own life and seeing the impact it had for me. I knew that, you know, if someone could take on even just a little bit of some of this stuff, uh, that it could have a big impact in their life and I wanted to be a part of that process and yeah ultimately just help people live better lives and and I'm very passionate about it still am still trying to learn and yeah if someone's trying to get into shape and that can be a variety of things right for some people that might mean uh, losing weight for other people it might mean uh, gaining some muscle or becoming more defined what are some things that you would recommend for them if they're going to be working out and getting to the gym? Some basic ways to go about it so they ensure some success. Because when people have elements of success, they're more likely to repeat what they're doing. What can you recommend for the audience to try to find elements of success in a workout they might do? Um, that again, I think you know it doesn't matter what it is. It's going to be an individual approach. So. I, I think what motivates people is, is going to be very individual again um, I find for some people having some sort of an end goal uh, that really motivates them you know whether it's like you know obviously for women a lot of times it can be a wedding <laughs> super yeah. motivating 
but like a marathon or you know something like that some sort of end goal people get very driven for that kind of stuff um, an understanding of the process and, and just small successes along the way um, for some people it's just like the small things being able to integrate one small change and doing that successfully and then moving on to something else and just taking those small steps and those build up over time to you know big things okay yeah cool that's the, the short answer let's break it down into um, two categories to kind of give our audience a bit of uh, some tips so if you're trying to lose weight uh, what would you be looking to do from a nutrition standpoint um, and a workout standpoint, some things that you were going to, whether it be a key exercise or something that you think that you should be doing a lot. Obviously, it's always case-specific depending on the person, yeah. but um, what would you be recommending for somebody that was trying to uh, lose some weight in a short period of time? Yeah, again, pretty individualized, but I don't, I don't like to get too specific. I mean, I do sometimes, but I like looking at bigger ideas and when it comes to having, uh, you know, losing some weight or having a lean body mass, eating healthy for you is really the best thing you can do. So what does that mean? That means like a lot of vegetables, a lot of greens, you know, lean meats, organic and, and free range when possible. Um, not too big into calorie counting. I don't really believe in that. Um, why don't you believe in calorie counting? What is it about that that you don't really quite buy into? Because I've heard other people mention that. What's the reason behind that? Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, you could have a certain amount of calories that come in and that equals a certain amount of fat. Like, that's how people break it down. Um, the biggest thing is that not all calories are created equal. For example, if you have um, a hamburger from McDonald's, you know what I mean? Like even if it were uh, lower calories, like it's not a lot of nutritional value in that hamburger. Whereas you get something that's very nutritionally dense, even if it has a lot of calories, your body's going to make use of that, and it's get rid of it's going to get rid of what it doesn't need. Whereas you have nutritionally deprived food, you're going to constantly crave more. Never mind the the havoc that it's wreaking inside the body. So the body's not getting the micronutrients. You're saying I'm going to bag of potato chips. We might be able to fill ourselves up on you know the carbs and the sugar, salt that are in that. But from a nutrient standpoint, uh, the body's not getting the vitamins and minerals that we need to be able to you know, really replenish the body and what it's looking for. That's it. It's just getting back to the simple stuff, you know, like eating real food. Mm -hmm. Just eating real food, like going to the farmer's market. Like don't have stuff in your fridge that uh, will last more than a few days you know no processed stuff and really yeah it's, it's really that simple the stuff you could grow or hunt um, you know I'm not gonna say paleo because like I mean that works for some people but again I think it's something that becomes very individual that might not work for other people some people can tolerate carbs very well and and you know they should have carbs um, so yeah just just really making it about health and, and real food, and getting back to the basics. One of the uh, best pointers I was ever given, and I forget who told me this, but was to shop the perimeter of a grocery store, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to stay away from the aisles, you know, just focus on the produce, the meats, mm -hmm. the dairy, the outside, and that way you're getting, like what you're saying, right, fresh food that's come straight from the earth, you know, we're not doing a lot of processing. I think the only thing I really buy in aisles is like, 
honey, salt, pepper, like, you know, the spices and things like that. But it really does go back to, you know, just take the garbage out of your diet, right? And if you can do that, I remember there's a point where I went on Tim Ferriss's low-carb diet, and you helped me through this, where I dropped my body fat from 20% down to 13 in a three-month period. Um, and that went from having a very strict diet that you can look up as the Tim Ferriss low-carb diet um, and just working out, you know, consistently three times a week. Nothing crazy, but it was more, I think, diet-oriented than anything else that really allowed me to drop that weight so fast. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And there are things like that. I do do that with clients sometimes, um, you know, going into a state of ketosis, using fat as fuel as your primary fuel source, um, a great book, um, Natural Hormonal Enhancement, I believe it's called, gets into that a little bit, the low-carb stuff. Um, but for me, again, like I want a holistic approach. I don't want necessarily something that you can just, for example, like say I give that to someone. Say someone, we got the, the wedding example. Um, you know, that's okay. Like, yes, you want to drop some weight. That's a very effective way, a way to lean out and drop body fat. Now, if they have a really shitty diet, I give them that low carb, that low carb boot camp for however long they drop a lot of weight they get their result but afterwards they go back to that shitty diet it's like that's not really what I want to represent you know what I mean mm. and not saying that someone who goes on a low carb diet necessarily is coming from a crappy diet or is going to continue a crappy diet but um, I would use that specifically in certain situations while educating them around that about what a healthy diet looks like and some people, you know, like I know for distance athletes, it's a very efficient fuel source. If you're doing explosive stuff, uh, it's not the best. You want glycolytic stuff. Um, Where would you recommend if someone was to get educated about their diet, what would be a good starting point for them? Would you recommend hiring a nutritionist or getting a personal trainer? Um, is there books or things they can find online? Where would you recommend for somebody to start off on that journey? Yeah, there certainly is. Again, I would uh, I would start off by just kind of going back to that idea of eating simple. It, it takes away all the, the complications of getting too specific, you know, because some clients, they just, they want to know, like, what do I eat every day for breakfast? Like, what's my snack? Like, how much? Like, I don't want to get too specific with that kind of stuff. I mean, sometimes you can with athletes. Obviously, there's a benefit to that. But uh, I like to talk more in general terms and getting the, the take-home idea. But having said that, there's great information out there. I really do love Rob Wolf stuff, um, Paleo Solution. That's a great resource. There's a lot of other uh, people out there. Um, Sean Croxton, Underground Wellness, he talks a lot about that he talks a lot about that idea just eat real food jerf hashtag jerf is what he uses um, so that's real good stuff and then a lot of practitioners actually that he interviews and has on his summits so yeah I would start there but again more importantly I would just kind of wrap your head around that idea of just eating real food whenever you can obviously it's not possible all the time and I do believe in you know, enjoying yourself if you like a dessert now and again, or you like going out and having some drinks, blah, 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 uh, do that as well. But for the most part, lock it in and, and keep it simple. Go to the farmer's markets, talk to farmers, try and source your stuff out and know where it's coming from. Okay. 
And one that's always really fascinated is, um, you know, people that have been able to succeed at a high level and really achieve, um, you know, results. The people that you've worked with uh, in working at that have had good results, um, do you notice a certain pattern of success or anything that repeats again and again with these people? Is it work ethic? Is it attitude? Anything that qualities that you notice again and again with these people? Yeah, it, it uh, varies again a little bit from from individual to individual. Um, I just notice that when people are consistent and determined and, you know, even when it's tough and they get through those times, those are the people that are successful. And obviously when you get some of that success, then you just get fired up even more. But it's the people that just show up even when they don't want to show up. And the people that come, they don't complain, even if they don't want to be there, you know, they just get the work done, they put in the effort, and it pays off. The consistency, the determination at the end of the day will show up for you. Awesome. Yeah, I was remember told once by uh, one of my old principals, the difference between ordinary and uh, extraordinary is a little extra, right? And you got to be able to put in that little bit of extra sometimes. And it's easy to quit on yourself and uh, give up, but you got to be able to put in that last little mile sometimes. That's it. Cool, Phil. Well, I appreciate your time here today. Any um, last words you want to leave the audience with or anything you want to say before we wrap up? Uh, no, not too much. I mean, again, for me, a big thing that's worked and has worked for my clients is just keeping it simple. Get specific when you need to, but just remember the bigger ideas and stay in line with those. And like we just talked about, stay determined. Keep keep moving in the direction that you want to move in and, and uh, keep your head up. Thanks for having me. I agree. Yeah, it's really easy to um, you know get wrapped up in complexity if you keep it simple and stick with it. I think that's had a lot of uh, success for me, just keeping it minimal. And uh, if the audience can take those uh, couple things away, I think that'll be uh, a huge improvement to them. All right, Phil. Thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it, and uh, thank you for being the first uh, one on my podcast. Yeah, yeah, stoked. Thank you.